You're listening to Gonzaga Nation with hosts Dan Dickow. Coach Few on more than one occasion has told the two of us, hey, you're two of the three worst defenders in, in school history. And Adam Morrison. You're an NBA player. Uh, your jersey's going to get retired at Gonzaga. So, like, let's just pick your brain instead of mine. Part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Gonzaga Nation SI, the second week of the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16. Adam Morrison and I here to preview a little bit of the Arkansas game, possible preview of the Elite Eight if Gonzaga makes it there, which I think they will. We'll hear about Adam's thoughts as well. But before we get going, I want to send a big thank you to our sponsor, Topo Chico. Check them out. Hard seltzer, number of different flavors. You can pick up a six-pack. You can pick up a case at any grocery store or total wines in the spokane area do us a favor do them a favor and get a case before gonzaga plays arkansas on thursday that game will be four o'clock pacific on cbs i believe it's cbs i know on the radio call if you want to listen to it adam morris and tom hudson have the call i'm looking forward to hearing that adam thanks for joining yeah no problem hey before we we dive into uh, a little bit more about Arkansas. The the radio on press row during the NCAA tournament, you've called a number of games now. You were at the Final Four a season ago. With the setup that the NCAA provides and with the atmosphere, do you get nervous calling games in the NCAA tournament as opposed to a regular season game? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, you know, obviously do my prep work and show up and, and get ready to go and I mean, I maybe was a little bit nervous for the championship game just because you kind of have to go through what you're going to say. It's not like it's scripted, but you're going to have to have an idea, like if they win a national championship. Um, Huddy kind of politely reminded me of that, and it's very true. Like you kind of have to have something that's ready to go off the top of your head. Um, but other than that, we still call it like a, it's any other game. I know it's heightened, but like I guess people like our calls because they – you know, I've always been told that it's just like us watching the game at a bar together. Yeah. Um. So I call it that way, you know, and then uh, so, no, I don't get nervous. But, uh, you know, it's I guess for a championship game, it would be. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to call a championship game yet. Uh, maybe at some point that will happen. But my games that I called for Westwood one, I called all six games in the Portland pod. And when Gonzaga made that run in the second half. I felt like I was maybe on the bench or I was ready to check in. I had adrenaline running through me. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with the crowd and the noise that they brought. So um, that's my experience calling the Gonzaga game at this point in time. When I call the TV ones with Greg and Richard, I, I just have to stay on my toes because I never know what Greg Heister is going to say. Yeah, and you guys haven't called a loss in 10 years or whatever, how long you've ever been doing it. So you probably fall asleep and drink coffee a lot during, <laughs> during the timeouts. That is true. Usually have a, a five hour energy at the disposal before the game gets going. But let's get right to Arkansas, the Razorbacks out of the SEC. They've got a tremendous season going on. Um, they're the four seed in the West playing Gonzaga in San Francisco. Um, they've been tremendous at home. They were undefeated at home this year. They've struggled on the road. They struggled in neutral site games. Have you had a chance to watch much? Arkansas basketball or are you just now diving into your prep well like I caught a little bit of that New Mexico State game and it was kind of a, a grind out 
uh, situation. So, I mean, it's, it was low scoring, but it also, you know, shows that they can win that type of game. They're a defensive oriented team. Their three guards are really good. Um, their big kid is one of the um, close to a double double. So they're, they're pretty well balanced. Um, we probably have a, a better personnel inside, um, but guard play, I think is going to be the key. If you really dive into, you know, our matchup versus them, it's like who's backcourt can play better than the others. And Gonzaga's backcourt has come out on top pretty much every game this season. Maybe the only one that, that you would quickly come to mind that they didn't would have been the season ending loss to St. Mary's in Moraga. And that was really because uh, they had seven turnovers and, and not a single assist for the, the starting backcourt trio, but that's not normal. I mean, if you look at how Andrew Nemhart played in the conference tournament and then how he played in the first two games, of the NCAA tournament, I, I don't think I would have a concern uh, with our backcourt play going up against anybody in the country. Yeah, no, they they played great against Memphis. They handled the pressure. I'm talking about Rashier and Andrew, and uh, you know they've really uh, pushed us in the, the the pace of play. I think pace of play for any Gonzaga game, no matter um, what type uh, you know what what type of year or what the time of year it is, excuse me, um, is you know the, the most important. So if Andrew and Rashier are getting going downhill and flattening the defense, we're obviously a lot better. I know Drew Timmy's been fantastic, but if those two guards are not um, playing at a high pace, a fast pace, um, we usually struggle. So, like I said, I think against Arkansas, um, the biggest thing we'll be able to, um, you know, flatten their defense and neutralize their guards on the defensive end as well. So I'm looking forward to the matchup. Musselman's a fantastic coach. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, He's kind of animated on the sideline. If they win, they always takes off his shirt. So hopefully that doesn't happen for our, our sake. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good atmosphere. Second game in a row where Coach Few has gone up with uh, a coach with a ton of NBA experience. Penny Hardaway, obviously, as a player. Eric Musselman as a coach. Two times in the NBA was he a head coach. Once with Golden State Warriors, the other time with Sacramento Kings. Um, I've played for him in NBA Summer League. I've gotten to know him calling television games over the last few years. And one thing I've always noticed with his teams is um, if he finds something that works, he continues to run it over and over on the strong side of the floor and just tweak and adjust the weak side. Is that something you would expect to see from a coach with an NBA background? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always kind of the run, uh, run it until they stop it or here's my matchup and I'm going to make you – um, substitute because the matchup's not in your favor or play differently. So that is kind of an NBA style, especially with a 24 second shot clock. I mean, you've obviously played, so it's like, Hey, we like this matchup, just come down and throw it to this guy and then play, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of, I understand that uh, mindset. Um, so be interesting to see the adjustments that he can make against our defense. You know, like I said, our backcourt has been playing good. Uh, I like our, switching ability in the backcourt and that's julian uh, included so i'll be interested to see like if they run a bunch of ball screens are we gonna you know just switch one through four one through five are we going to try to get over hedge all those things uh, start coming into play but like i said their best players are their backcourt um so like i said it, it's always about adjustments and coach fuse a good job at doing that as well so i'm just really curious to see you know pick and roll adjustments, especially if they run side screen roll for icing thing or down anything. Um, see how that works out.
the West region kind of has been as expected. The top four teams advance uh, to the Sweet 16. It, it's the only of the four brackets where that happened this year. Um, but let's assume for a second Gonzaga beats Arkansas. Now, that's not a given because Arkansas is a good team, but we'll assume that they, they win and they're in an Elite Eight game against either a Texas Tech Red Raider team that Gonzaga beat earlier this season in, in December in Phoenix, or they're playing against a Duke team that beat Gonzaga. I don't want to say handily, but they took the game to Gonzaga down in Las Vegas. Uh, what are you keeping your eye out for if Gonzaga wins with each of those two teams? Well, I think it's an advantage for us, no matter who wins, if we beat Arkansas, obviously, is that we have tape in a, a previous game against them on that season. So that, And that's just not as a coaching aspect, it's for the players um, can understand. Okay, I played against this guy, kind of know his athleticism is some of his tendencies. Um, so I think that's a huge advantage for us if we get to lead eight to a, a game to go to the final four. Obviously, we played better against Texas Tech than we did Duke. Um, but you could also go, you know, if you play Duke, the guys would be more amped up and vice versa because we, uh, we played Texas Tech and beat them. You know what I'm saying? So you can go pros and cons, I think, on both sides. Um, I think, obviously, Texas Tech personnel-wise is not as deep as Duke is um but i they would like i would like to see us play duke just because of the coach k stuff and i think that the atmosphere would be fantastic and i think our guys would be a little bit more uh hyped up to play that basketball game especially like chet holmgren who um played all right but that was the start of the season he wasn't as aggressive as he was offensively as he is now um so i'd like to see that matchup between him and uh banchero again um but again it's such an advantage that we have already played both of those teams earlier in the season. If we beat Arkansas, have a chance to go to the final four. Yeah. If you look at that Texas tech game, I think if I remember correctly, Holmgren only had like five points. Um, and then against Duke, he, he struggled um, in his first, I would imagine true primetime game. That game watched on ESPN was the most watched college basketball game of the year up until the NCAA tournament. So there was a lot of eyes on, on him and he's grown as a player since then. Timmy struggled uh, against Duke and Mark Williams was really good, played him physical, blocked a number of shots. Um, but you see the adjustments that Timmy's able to make against a physical team in what he did at Memphis. I would imagine he's got that in the back of his mind and he would be ready to play against Duke as well. But um, I, myself, I would prefer Duke simply because of that Coach K last season mystique. Um, but Texas Tech's pretty dang good. They've uh, they've obviously earned that three seed out West. Yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup, obviously, this late in the tournament. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to if it happens, uh, either team. Um, so um, hopefully we can take care of business against Arkansas. That's not going to be an easy out. Um, but hopefully we can start clicking as a team, as a whole, because we haven't played a great game yet in the NCAA tournament. Um, and if you really look back, we haven't played a, a complete game in about a month. So hopefully it, that's still in the back pocket or that's still going to happen for our guys. And if we do, we're definitely like one of the hardest teams in the country to stop. Well, let's wrap up today's episode with our question of the day from a, a listener that comes in off of social media. Uh, our, our questioner question is brought to you by Northern Quest and Epic Sports Bar. The madness is here and bigger than ever at Epic Sports Bar with food and drink specials, prize giveaways, and more, all tournament long. 
Grab your bracket and post up at the best tournament spot in town. Details at northernquest.com. So, Adam, our question comes in on Twitter from That Crazy Uncle. And he asks, how is prepping for and playing in tournament games different than the regular season? Playing or prepping? Like like as a, as a broadcaster? Like broadcaster, you have no pressure. You just show up to the gym and call the game. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be crude or anything like that. But, like, there is no – I mean, like, you just show up, have a good time. It's fun to be in the deal. I mean, I – I, I guess you get a little bit nervous, Dan, right? Like yeah. maybe like your <clears throat> reads are in between segments or something like that. But like, it's totally different, man. You get to go to the game and show up uh, and just kind of chill. You know what I mean? So uh, there's none for me, I guess. Uh, as a player, talking about uh, tournament regular season games, I mean, you have to try to prepare the same. We all develop routines as players. Um, so mine was always pretty stringent. Um, and so I tried to not view it any differently. If that, if that people understand that I obviously knew the stakes were higher. Um, but, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to perform well in most of my tournament games. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I, there's no pressure as a broadcaster. Yeah. None. No, to, to answer that myself, I, I would agree. There's really no pressure as a broadcaster, um, unless, as you mentioned in, in a different segment about being in a championship game of kind of wanting to, you know, have an idea of what you would say or f- have a phrase prepared if by chance mm-hmm. Gonzaga to win, win a title. But other than that, it, it's, you know, having a, a solid un- understanding of what each team wants to do, which obviously we do with Gonzaga pretty well. Um, but then enough background of individual players and personnel and stories on the other team just to, to, to be well-versed if something were to come up in the middle of the game. But as a player, for me, I, I could not sit still in a hotel during during the postseason, whether it was the WCC tournament, whether it was going to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I was somebody who, when I had breaks in between class or at night, I would try to get down to the gym, get extra shots up. And when you're in the in a postseason in, the, in, the, in college, you don't get those breaks opportunities necessarily to kind of go just break away get away 15 20 minutes even if it's just shoot 25 free throws and just have the basketball in your hand and just be in a gym where guys are comfortable talking the game you have to find ways to kind of get and release a lot of that pent-up energy uh during the postseason and so um you you got to find ways to clear your mind just enough where you're not solely thinking of of the game and the upcoming task at hand and for me, during the regular season, it was always go to the gym and shoot. Now that changes in the NCAA tournament in the postseason because you got, you know, a lot more downtime where you really can't do your normal routine. Agree. What was your normal routine? Like, say, say it was a regular season. Um, were you a get shots up before practice guy or were you uh, kind of come no. back to the gym late at night maybe when no one else was in there? No, I normally would just do my work uh, directly after practice if I was going to get extra shots up. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really uh, do a lot of out-of-practice work, I guess, if that's the case. We, you know, obviously we did individual work with your coach and Bill Greer was our guards coach when I was there. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't go to the gym late or anything like that. I just kind of uh, 
uh, made sure I was confident in practice and then worked on my game with the coaches. And then, you know, every once in a while I'd go in and shoot, um, but nothing crazy. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of let it roll during practice and showed up to games and tried to play good. Well, you played good on more than one occasion. You're one of the greats of all time at Gonzaga. Mo, good to have another episode wrapped up with you on Gonzaga Nation SI for our sponsors, Topo Chico, Hard Seltzer, and Epic Sports Bar. We appreciate it. Check them out. And we will be back next week, hopefully talking about Gonzaga moving on to a Final Four in a city that I know well, New Orleans. So till next time, he's Adam Morrison. I'm Dan Dickow.